I don't think your mic's on. Oh, it's on. You don't think so? Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700. Red Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. with you. Still don't have you. Try now. Try now. Is it working now? There ah, you go. Ah, so you could hear me over there. Sorry. Kenny wasn't here, therefore the mic was not turned up, and I did not know that. That way we have Sorry. no, uh, what do they call that, reverb? or Reverb. Reverb. Manny Mota. No, I think it's uh, when it talks back to you, you can hear it in the other oh, mic. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. Whatever the, so when you know. leave, I'll turn it off. Right. So I'm going to take you up till the bottom of the hour here, and then I'm headed off to the Valley High School Bowling Banquet. How about uh, you will be here? Well, I will be here to help to help you as, right. as you carry the show. I will I it, will it ride be, your back to carry the show. It should be noted there. that the bowling banquet is always a great time. Potluck, you know, yeah. seven different kinds of potato salad. I'm looking forward to potato and macaroni salad. Yes. There you go. Yes. That's good. Uh, you know, senior, you gotta go. He's a senior. I gotta go. I gotta go and uh, and have the the coach stand up there and say some good things about my kid. It's always a nice thing, right? You know? Threw a few strikes. He did. He I did. can tell you, last night at Val Lane's, no one was you, throwing strikes. You could have used him, huh? Oh my gosh, it was it's, horrible. It's his home home lane. You know, you might need him for a yeah, sub well, sooner or later. You know, the uh, oil machine apparently didn't work at Val Lane's last night. Oh, that changes things. Oh my gosh. Just, well, it's particularly with people who can actually uh, roll the rock. And, right, and and then it doesn't it, it the, doesn't turn. No, it turns. Oh, too much. Uh, yes, you could go from the right hand gutter to into the left. <laughs> I mean, it was that bad. It was horrible. A lot of fun. Hawks playing basketball tonight at eight o'clock. By the way, Indiana in Carver Hawkeye Arena, Iowa takes it on the chin on Saturday, seventy to sixty six against Illinois. That was Saturday, right? It was. And we were clearly wrong on our Templeton Riot last call. Well, I, you know, I don't. We weren't. We weren't alone. Everybody. I, I think everybody's kind of assumed that that Iowa, based on what they had done a couple of weeks ago, would come in and play sort of that same game that they'd gotten going well, against Ohio they State were. and Rutgers. And then they just didn't, right? They just, it just, they got there. Did they have point. a six eight point lead and then just pissed it down their leg? Uh, yeah. But it was it was early in the early in the second half that they had that big of a lead. They had a couple of four point leads in, under ten minutes to go. The last one I think was at about the six and a half minute mark when uh, Jock hit a three pointer and they called somebody for a moving screen off the ball, which I think I saw like eight of those during the game. I mean I, Iowa has been tagged with a number of those this year. It's because you got freshman big guys who are who are still learning how to set a screen that won't be called for that. But between Cook and Pemsel. There, there, there's going to be at least four moving. That's my over, that's my Templeton Rye last call for tonight. Since I'm not going to be here, four moving screens called on Iowa uh, offensively tonight, uh, and it'll, you'll get two well, out I'll of Cook, I'll one out the, of Pencil, and under. maybe Creener for one. I'll four. take the under on that. But well, it was uh, a big call at the time. Iowa would have gone up seven. Instead, they end up uh, only up four, and Illinois hit a three pointer to cut it to one right after that. So that was it was a big swing in the game. Uh, but you know, nonetheless, I guess I w- only you could find the most obscure officials call to lay blame on this. It was a How about the fact that Peter Jock uh, had two turnovers in the last four minutes of well, the game? And you missed. I was just about to get to really what this came well, down. Why to is the last it all about you? Well, we're about to get to that. Uh, How about Jock we talk about stuff that everybody can uh, understand? And. and Two missed free throws by uh, a good free throw shooter in Jordan Bohannon. When were they down four or down two at that? I point? think it was two. Uh, that would have maybe know, three. They ended up, you know, they ended up uh, getting um, cutting it to two with about three seconds left. So that that made a difference, uh, you know, at the time. That was with about two minutes. When you left, have a team like that. that isn't quite as talented as well, they're talented, but they're not as consistent and, as, and play as well as you can. You can't have your ninety percent free throw shooters missing free throws in the second half nope. games. Nope. And and expect to win and. And you know Illinois played good defense throughout the game. It was a it was really a hard game to watch. I mean nobody shot the ball terribly well, and and there was something that happened when Peter was out. The way the ball moved, the way that things happened, and and I I was thinking about this going back to Dev Marble. We had Marble White, Utah, and now Pete, and and it seems that whether it's Fran's offense or whether it's the rest of the team, everyone seems to be deferring to the to that guy. Trying to get that and guy a so, shot. So let's yeah. get him the ball, and then we all stand and watch and hope that he can create. And, you know, that's not really Peter's game. Uh, I'm not exactly sure it was Utah's Whites or Marble probably had the one that was the most yeah, more, able, yeah, yeah. able to do that. But nevertheless, 
over the last four or five years, I think we have seen that pattern. And it doesn't lead to good team basketball. And, it, and when you have a team that is able to play defense, and no one, like I said, I think they played really good defense the other day. When we pass it to Peter and everyone sort of gets out of the way and it becomes obvious to the other team, well, no one else is going to really shoot right now, so let's just, you know, let's slough off, let's double, let's create havoc. And, and that has been the problem that I have seen. We saw it at the end of the, uh, what was the game we were trying to get to? Minnesota game. Yeah. Uh, we saw it at the end of that game. Obviously, we saw it uh, at the end of the game. We Go back to the Maryland game where Peter f- tried to flop, didn't get a foul called. Go and, back to the Nebraska game, go back two to, chances at right. it, and he tried to and, flop. And yeah. in, in, so that's four or five different games that we have seen this year where we've been trying to get him the basketball as our only option as opposed to running a play or running an offensive set that he would be the main option, but he doesn't have to be the only one. And it's not a clear-out situation. And, and to me, that's on Fran. Yeah, it, um, and what you saw the other day, well, first of all, I thought Illinois played great defense as well, which was a bit surprising to me. I've only seen him a couple of times this year, and I, not at all impressed. But um, there was not the it was not the same hold. Well, they beat defense. the Hawks twice, right? It was not the same hold'em defense that Michigan State played last week, where they're grabbing hold of Pete and all that. I mean, they were just up in you know up up in jock shorts, and they were up there, and they were playing fair and tight defense all around the perimeter. But I think you're absolutely right. At some point in time. What ends up happening is those guys start deferring just a little too much to him, especially on a day when they're not shooting the ball very well. And they didn't. And, and the same thing at Michigan State, they didn't shoot the ball very well. And by the end, by the second half, they were really working harder to get him the basketball because they depend on him. And in a couple instances this year, he's gone off right at Nebraska and at Minnesota. And when he went off, they came back and 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 darn near won the games. Right. But, but the only time he didn't shoot well. And didn't play well that they had one of those things happen with Maryland where they came from behind with the rest of the team. And I think you're right. It's it's a function of they're, they're young guys. They've got a senior later, and they're going to try to follow him. But you're right. It's a, it's a symptom of Fran's team so far, as a number of other things are. But it really is a symptom as the, at the end of the year where other teams figure out how to defense Iowa's best player. Um, and the only one that we've had that could put it on the deck and really go to the hole and finish uh, was Dev Marble. Now, you know, Aaron White had a little bit of that. You know, he could do a number of different things, but it was Marble. White was pretty good at it. Utah didn't really do very well at it at all. Not it very wasn't strong often, enough. right. And Peter's not doing it very well right now either. And somebody else has got to step up. If they're going to make, you know, make any noise in these last four games, somebody else is going to have to step up. They're going to have to move the basketball, and other guys are going to have to score. And if they've run into that brick wall that freshmen do – then this is just well, the end of the basketball season. We all have to learn that that's the way it is. But well, I don't it, think it's over, but it could be. Well, and in I, barring something that no one is going to foresee, I would I would have to agree with that. But let's also talk about how Fran's teams over the course of the seven years that he has been here have never really finished very strong. Um, I can only think of one year where we all of a sudden got a run towards the end of the year. Uh, well, two years ago, they they won eight in a row, and then they lost in the Big Ten tournament inexplicably to Penn State. You're right. right. First game in the Big Ten yeah, tournament, just, lose that, and then didn't yeah. they lose the first game? No, they won the, that's when they won the – they beat uh, Davidson then. Uh, in the Beat uh, Davidson, then got yeah. beat by Gonzaga. Yeah. Okay. But that was really the only time. And then there was, of course, the, the NIT run uh, to the to the finals of the NIT. Where you lost to Baylor. You know, but I believe they'd lost a couple going into the NIT, right? And so they didn't play very well down the stretch, but then they played well in the NIT. Well, and I don't think we're going to get to see that this year. I mean, nope. honestly, nope. the only way that the Hawks are getting into any postseason is either to win the next four games and probably win at least two in the Big Ten tournament. Um or win the Big Ten tournament. And three three out of four in the regular season right now. You get an upset at Maryland or or, or Wisconsin to go with two other victories and, and one in the Big Ten tournament. Maybe. Maybe. Your RPI jumps pretty good if you beat a Maryland or well, Wisconsin. Well, you'd have to beat them both, and, you're gonna, and you road. have to win tonight. Yeah. And, you know, here's the good news is that Indiana is not a defensive stalwart sort of team. No. They let teams shoot. They like to run. I mean, the total on this is 159. So, I mean, we're talking 80 to 80 here, uh, you know, by using the uh, Vegas in- information there. Well, that's and, exactly the two teams a- averages. 
Iowa averages 79 points a game, and Indiana. Well, and you know, it should be noted the Hawks aren't exactly the the greatest defensive team in the history of Big Ten basketball either. Right, right. And but that I believe also goes back to the fact that you've got freshmen out there playing and and all of those sorts of things. And so, it, you know, you may have said before the season started that this might be a 17 win team or 18 win team, and and all that. But I think the the part of us who are fans. you and I probably agree on this is, is that there was a glimmer of hope there two weeks ago. I mean, yep, hell, we yeah, were talking yeah, we're about just, a, just three game winning yep. streak, go up, well, but you, that Minnesota, the barn, right? The Minnesota game really, I think took the wind out of the sails. Yep. I mean, going to Michigan state, a place that they have not won very often, like twice in 20 years or something to lose. There's no shame, but then to come home and spit the bit against, uh, Illinois on Saturday, just inexplicably, you got a good crowd. Everyone's energized with the Kenny Arnold thing. You got the Final Four team there. There's a lot of good positive emotion in the game, you know. And I mean, they're ahead at half and they're playing pretty good. And all of a sudden, it's just like what about five minutes ago in a game, it just it, everything turned off. And I didn't, I didn't understand it. I I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. I don't understand why Fran takes timeouts. At it, to the game, meaning doesn't use them. Right, right. When you see a young team, I mean, I was watching Iowa State there. They, they call two timeouts in the first half, which is completely unusual in college basketball against TCU. Got their stuff straightened around. and But, you know, compare Iowa and Iowa State right now. Look at look at senior guards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, senior leadership. They got one freshman who's, who's being a, a real asset to their team uh, there in the middle. And... It's just a, it's a different thing, and they've take, they've brought their game to a whole new level. And Iowa peaked, you know, after that three three yeah, game I, win they, streak. I, they peaked. They peaked uh, as they they peaked with uh, thirty five seconds to go up at the barn, and Brady Ellingson had the ball in their hand. Yeah. And if he goes to the free throw line, he makes two free throws, or they get a timeout and they figure out how to get the ball inbounds. I think we're still. I, I think well, if you win, you beat Minnesota. If you finish I, that game off and you beat Illinois the other day, I mean, it's yeah, a whole I, different atmosphere at the Hawkeye yeah, Huddle. I think. It, I think. It, I think it changed how they played the other day. They did take. It was kind of odd when they, they they got the four point lead a couple times. They got a six point lead. They got a seven point lead. They got a four point lead. And they were taking quick shots, you know, deep deep ones. Now that's kind of their game. So I didn't mind it because Pete's open, right? Well, or Bear's open. They're open, but at but, the same you know, time, let's talk about Nicholas Bear. I bet in the last five games, I bet he's shooting about fifteen percent. It's it's gone down quite a bit. It ha- oh, you're right. He's uh, he's, he's flat footed. Almost seems like so his his balls kind of. I mean, traveling he's great and, on defense. Yep, he's still tipping yep. balls, rebounding, hustling, making those kinds of plays. But on offense. We've lost him as a contributor, and and I think, other than a, a flash for a little while of Isaiah Moss up in Minnesota, I don't think you've had anybody who's been consistent as these freshmen uh, and then these oh, young Bohannon guys. Oh, has been well, uh, except for he didn't score against Michigan State. I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, Bohannon yeah. has played as well and as consistent as you could expect out of any freshman throwing him into point guard. I mean, he played well, and he, you yeah. compare his yeah. his game to Mike Gazelle's game as freshman, and Bohannon yeah. is he's, five times better. Yeah, well, about five times. He's five he's times better. better. He's got more assists and he's got he's got more points. There's no question about that. So he ju- he's just and he's a I'm now, sorry. I, would, I love Mikey Gazelle, but he's a better basketball I, player. I would. So I give you that. So let's give him consistency, and let's say that. You know, you never know what you're getting out of Cook. Between well, and that's, on, you know, that's the, the court, other thing. I mean, you never know what you're getting out of Moss. And you never know what you're getting out of Wagner. And you never know what you're getting out of Dom Yule, who's a junior, and you should get something. You just, right now, I mean. Dom Yule's ponytail is a little too tight. I think that's his problem. That? So I don't know. I go up and There are off. games. Well, it's like Eddie Murphy. You went for the haircut yeah, in Coming to America. And <laughs> what are we going to do? And he yeah, just slipped it? And that was that. I mean, I don't know. It would be $12. Um uh, real quick before we go to break, uh, we, we need to. Oh, here we go. Trent's helped us out. Seven for 26 from three over the past six games for Bear. Three of five at Michigan State. So basically he, had, he shot pretty well at Michigan State and hasn't shot very well since then, right? So he's so, four for 21 in the other yeah, games. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. It's still 20, it's 24%, 23%. It's not right. good. It's not 15, but it's, it's you know. Uh, we're going to grab a break here real quick. But uh, before we do, since I'm going to slide out of here, there's a couple of notes of other things that happened this week in case you don't get to it. Hawkeye baseball started. 
Give up nine runs in the eighth to lose the first game. Gallagher was shut. Was that it? Was it was four to nothing, and they lost nine to four. And so Gallagher just completely shut him down. He's the ace of the staff. Obviously, he's good. They gave up nine in the eighth and lost nine to four. They won the next day four to two, and then lost six to nothing. Young team. They're gonna have a, they're gonna have ups and downs on, on the offensive side of things, but you got to figure out how you can you know your bullpen can be better. So they come back from South Florida at one and two. They got Loris tomorrow at home, uh, just a game that they just scheduled just out of nowhere, literally. Well, it's everybody free. gets in free. Everybody gets in free. Go over to Iowa. Well, it's City a nice. The weather's gonna be nice. Seventy five degrees. Five p.m. game time, and then they go to Alabama State for three this week. Uh, I don't know if Alabama State's any other good, uh, any any good other. Alabama. I would tell you that they're the Jaguars, but it's South Alabama. So, so that's, I, don't I don't know, know about Alabama State. Beats so me. Hawks have Alabama State. Wrestlers beat Edinburgh the other day in the uh, national duels, whatever, twenty-eight to nine. Um, Big tens for them are coming up on March fourth. And of course, uh, if you listen to Trent's uh, wrestling thing, you know that that young Nelson Brands, a junior. Uh, Terry's I, son, right? Not Tom's son. Terry's, Terry's, son. Terry's son is uh, committed to Iowa after destroying everybody in, in the. Well, Iowa actually, State. the the championship match, he won a late takedown, won nine to seven in that match. But uh, it was a shocker that he's actually going to Iowa. And we are not shocker. I mean, we are not going to complain long and hard here. The about only the, way the, that, the only that, thing harder to to guess would have been whether McCaffrey was going there. And, and that, or maybe uh, Lick Ladders boy. There you go. John actually played. Can you believe they? Well, played? John actually played. Uh, Iowa women's basketball split their pair this week, uh, 78-50. They are currently by bracketologists on ESPN at the last four into the NCAA good. tournament, even though they are 16-11-7-7. We'll see what happens there. By the way, Drake is an eight seed for them right now, so that's good. Until and, they play uh, UConn. Uh, ISG, exactly. In this First round, second round. Uh, ISU is a force four out, and UNI is the next four out. So Iowa women's basketball teams well represented. I don't know how many we're going to get in the dance. Uh, maybe dude, we have to take commercial. All right, let's take a break. Just because you're leaving doesn't mean the rest of the show doesn't I'm have stay on time. I'm covering everything that I've got. We got a moment between. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's pay some bills. All right, we'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 and MediaCom. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. 1700 KBGG, traffic update. Taking a quick look at traffic, it appears we have a few accidents. We have one on I-235 East at 42nd Street. The right lane is blocked because of it. We also have one on Jordan Creek Parkway at Woodland Avenue. And just a reminder that Northeast 54th is closed at I-35 for bridge replacement until July 4th. And that's a quick look at your traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. Our forecast for tonight, mainly clear, staying mild, a low near 46. For Wednesday, sunny, warm, breezy with record highs again, a high near 77 here in the metro. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Be prepared for winter, spring, summer, and fall with Firestone FR710 all-season tires. Now 10% off at Firestone Complete Auto Care. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Grammy-nominated Joe Bonamassa, hailed as one of the world's greatest guitar players. Blues rock titan Joe Bonamassa, live in concert on Thursday, March 9th at the Des Moines Civic Center. Tickets on sale now at the venue box office and at DesMoinesPerformingArts.org. Joe Bonamassa, don't miss your chance to experience the guitar event of the year. As an independent agent, People's Insurance Agency can tailor a program that fits any situation. We offer all sorts of insurance programs, including hard-to-place risks, such as farms and ranches, hunting guides, and outfitters. We will provide you solid coverage, personal service, and save you money. For more information, please call 800-932-4801 or visit us online at peoples-insurance.com. Hey guys, it's that time of year again. Time to build up some equity for March Madness in the next football season. Tell that special lady in your life you'll do the laundry and you really mean it. Then grab the dirty clothes and head to Duds and Suds in Beaverdale. Drop it off, pick it up, all nice and clean and folded. She'll be amazed. 
or wash while you wait. Enjoy a beer, popcorn, and the games on TV. Or shoot a game of pool. Duds and Suds, guys. Check it out. 2629 Beaver in Beaverdale. Duds and Suds. Time is running out in Waukee to save up to $12,000 off select new Silverado crew cabs during truck month at Schuttenkirk Chevrolet in Waukee. Current Chevrolet or competitive lessees can get a new 2000 bonus tag 17 Silverado double cab. Just first payment in fees due at signing. $299 per month lease. Your choice, new cruise or Equinox. Just $999 in fees due. $179 per month lease. Save up to $12,000 off select Silverados at Schuttenkirk Chevy in Waukee. New 2017 Chevy Malibu. Just $999 in fees due. $239 per month lease. Chevy truck month in Waukee. Featuring $12,000 off select new Silverado crew cabs. $299 per month Silverado double cabs. $179 per month equinoxes and cruises. Time is running out to save $12,000 off select new Silverados. Schottenkirk Chevrolet on the west end of Hickman, Waukee. Chevy, find new roads. WaukeeChevy.com. All rebates to dealer must be bonus tagged in stock 36 month lease, 10K per year. Reset truck 25746, cruise 13171, Malibu 15868, Equinox 24 month lease 19126. Must finance with GM Financial. Includes option package discount expired 22870. Centurion Stone of Iowa is proud to be the leading provider of stone veneer in Iowa. Centurion Stone has the look and feel of natural stone with the ability to create over 200 color and patterns. If you're looking to enhance your home's interior, Centurion Stone can update your existing fireplace with a stone finish. And Centurion Stone of Iowa does business all over the state, from Dubuque to Denison. From Davenport to Des Moines, it's Centurion Stone of Iowa, helping homeowners and businesses throughout the entire state. CenturionStoneofIowa.com Have you suffered a personal injury or been impaired by an auto accident? Are you unsure if you're entitled to workers' compensation? Hamilton Law Firm is one of the oldest family-owned law firms in Iowa, helping individuals and families across the state for 130 years. They may be able to help you. If you are too injured to meet with them, they can fly anywhere in Iowa to meet with you. Hamilton Law Firm in Clive, Storm Lake, and Sioux City. Contact Hamilton Law at 309-3536 or online at hamiltonlawfirmpc.com. Asset Protection Agency and the Brighton Companies have now merged into one firm now known as Asset Pros. Whether it's auto, home, life, commercial insurance, and employee benefits, we have experts in every area to service your insurance needs. We see this as an enhancement for our customers. We still have the same West Des Moines location, same phone number, 515-223-1600, and the same great people working together to serve your financial and insurance needs. Asset Pros has evolved into one of the premier financial and business resource consulting firms in Iowa. We view our work with you as a partnership in helping you in your insurance buying needs. Asset Pros, making sense of today's financial and insurance choices. 515-223-1600. Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. with you, as we are each week from 5 to 6 o'clock through the winter sports season. Cutting music off quickly to get your uh, last few uh, words in, are you? You turned, uh, you turned it up really loud, too, so it's because we were searching for the microphone and I couldn't hear myself. So. That's all good. I did. I cut it. Well, I let the... I let it's the, fine. It carry the, on. Carry on. Yes, my wayward son. So, uh, as we head towards the last few games here. Iowa, the NIT, any chance rides on. You got to win tonight. Nebraska, or, uh, Nebraska pfft. Indiana has had a tough time. They, they, they've only, I think, they only the only victory in their last eight games is uh, Penn State at home in like double overtime. They've been struggling. They've been hurt. I, if Tom Crean keeps his job after this season, well, that's where I was going to go. It will be a miracle. This is not the way Indiana, and, and he's had, <clears throat> you know, he brought them from. A really bad spot to being respectable again. They've had some good runs in the tournament, but they but they have they've had a tough time this year. Even though injuries have been a lot of it, they haven't been real good. They they certainly haven't. And and the only thing I can lean on is in watching Indiana over the last couple of years is that they just don't play defense the way that they used to. And I mean, I'm not going back to Bobby Knight. I'm just saying defense is a secondary situation. It seems to me because teams can score on that. I, I watched a fair amount of that Michigan game. Michigan just owned them. Yeah. I mean, you're at Assembly Hall, and Michigan is going up and down the court on them. It's like, holy moly. So hopefully the Hawks can have some action like that uh, tonight, and we can break out. I really hope that Tyler Cook can have a really good game tonight. 
The has, Indiana's got a huge dude in the middle. I don't yeah, know they his got name. A couple, well, they got a couple of 6'10 guys. So, you know, it's gonna, you're going to have to do something down low. One of the things that was really frustrating the other day was Cordell Pemsel at the beginning, you know, once he yeah, started Yeah, he was playing, able to finish. He was able to finish. And suddenly, the, the last couple of weeks, and certainly on Saturday, man, he couldn't, you know, he just couldn't buy one. He was, you know, two feet from the rim, and he was, and they were rolling off. And so, that you know, that's that little extra yip that a lot of freshmen have, and he hasn't had that until suddenly in the last well, couple of games. Well, and, you know, here's the other thing. And, and Fran has been pretty judicious with playing time. I mean, we, 10, 11 guys get a lot, a lot of time. It seems to me that there has to come a point where you have to say, okay, look, here's the eight guys I'm going to play unless we get in serious foul trouble. Um, and, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what that means. But, you know, Dale Jones, we haven't seen him. Have yeah, we? No. Is no, he on the team? By the way, they're having a bobblehead day for him, I think. Tell it tonight. I think it's tonight. I think it's Dale Jones bobblehead night. Tonight. Will he have a brace on his leg? I, I I mean, I, I broke just, an arm. And, exactly. Yeah, they broke off. The, they broke off the, the all the bobbleheads at the kneecap, right? I mean, I it just it, it's He's, too bad between Be- him and and uh, uh, Macy Daly. Or that's it, right? Those are the only guys who haven't played, right? And and everybody else is getting some time, right? Well, and, I'm glad you said the dude's name because I wouldn't have known well, it. So, um, but I just think the rotation's been too loose, and so you know, Ahmad Wagner's had great games and. And then all of a sudden the other day he plays like it seemed to me like he played like five minutes. He exited. Somebody pointed out that he exited the game in the first half at the sixteen minute mark, and we didn't see him again until he started the second half. Right. And so Moss, oh, oh, same same yeah, sort of deal. Played played really good. Got going against Minnesota, and then the other day I think he maybe played eight minutes. And and is he part of the rotation or or not? Right. So. I think this isn't. I mean, there's I, a guy this, who can who, who can fodder, who right? can create and, and get this baskets. Is food, this is food for discussion. I, I understand what that the, the successes Franz had. I can see Moss having twenty tonight. But open you, court, game. you need you need to. I, I think one of the things you're right is there's so many guys. He's been playing so many guys. He tries to go with a hot hand all the time. And the problem with that is. You don't allow anybody to play through anything, right? You don't get Moss and Wagner to figure out how to get hot when they're not hot. You don't allow these guys. And if those are going to be your horses, they need to be your horses. I would agree. Everything's open for criticism in, in a year where you're not going anywhere. So it's early for the Temple to Ride last call, but I want to hear yours. You, so you've got four, four offensive mov- four fouls. Off, moving screens. Offensive fouls. And that's it? Hawks are on, Hawks will win tonight by by 10. Double figures and, and uh, just get smoked at Maryland on on Saturday. Then we'll see you about next week. All right. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. All right. I'll take it. I'll bring it home. Talk to you later. Sounds good. Dick Crane Jr., that's Brett Ridge. We're the Hawkeye Huddle. We'll be back in, I don't know, a couple minutes. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. 1700 KBGG traffic update. Taking a quick look at traffic, it appears we have a few accidents. We have one on I-235 East at 42nd Street. The right lane is blocked because of it. We also have one on Jordan Creek Parkway at Woodland Avenue. And just a reminder that Northeast 54th is closed at I-35 for bridge replacement until July 4th. And that's a quick look at your traffic. 1700 KBGG with Central Iowa's most accurate forecast from Local 5. Our forecast for tonight, mainly clear, staying mild, a low near 46. For Wednesday, sunny, warm, breezy with record highs again, a high near 77 here in the metro. I'm Local 5 Chief Meteorologist Brad Edwards. Brought to you by Beautyrest. Beautyrest Black is more than a mattress. It's a haven for deep, restorative sleep. With Beautyrest Black, sleep truly is the ultimate luxury. See for yourself what happens when luxury meets technology tonight. Dream in black. Here's a question for you. Do you know this song? Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs, almost note for note, they never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It's sticky. When you hear a song, or maybe a good advertising message with some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets into your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember it because you heard it. That's why radio is the sticky advertising medium. You don't hear a newspaper or billboard, and really not a web page or a Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound, too. 
But advertising on TV week after week can be pretty expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then, when somebody's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Every day a new smart product launches. Here's what's really smart. Protecting what matters. Your home, your family. Menards makes it simple. Lifesaver, worry-free smoke and carbon monoxide alarms provide 10 years of nonstop power. No low battery chirps. And remote link monitor and camera guard your home while you're gone, alerting you to safety and security risks on your phone. No cords, no hubs, no stress. Just smart, simple security. Available at Menards. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call GEICO, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, sunshine. <laughs> GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. It's time for the Iowa Wrestling Report, presented by People's Insurance Agency. I'm Trent Condon. Iowa State has found their man to lead the wrestling program. As Iowa State announces, Kevin Dresser will take over as the head coach. Dresser has built Virginia Tech into a national power, including winning the last three ACC regular season titles and four straight top ten finishes at the NCAAs, including a fourth-place finish a year ago. Dresser gets a seven-year deal worth a total of $2.25 million. The 2017 State Wrestling Tournament is in the books, taking home team titles in Class 3A Southeast, Polk Solon in Class 2A in Lisbon with the 1A title. The least surprising news of the week, Iowa City West Jr. Nelson Brands has committed to the University of Iowa to wrestle for his uncle Tom and his dad Terry. Brands took home his second state championship Saturday night with an 11-9 victory over Cade Lara Fort Dodge. This Iowa Wrestling Report presented by People's Insurance, providing solid coverage, personal service, and saving you money. Get a quote online at People's Insurance Agency at peoples-insurance.com. When it comes to outdoor repairs at your home or perhaps your business, turn to the professionals at Spec USA in Des Moines. Spec USA, where Matt Mauser's outstanding crews provide professional concrete work, conscientious, timely, and affordable. From parking lots to porches, from the decks to your front doors, turn to Spec USA. So if it's decorative or commercial concrete that you need, one name, Spec. See their showroom at 4100 Merle Hay Road in Des Moines. SpecUSA.com. Sunny's Pizza Bistro is a family-owned and operated Italian restaurant that opened its doors in 2006. You will always find a family-friendly atmosphere at Sunny's Pizza Bistro, as well as excellent food with homemade sausage, meatballs, pizza, sauces, and dough. And Sunny's Pizza Bistro caters. Give Sunny's a try for your next business or family gathering. Sunny's Pizza Bistro, Sailorville Township, and online at sunnyspizzabistro.com. If the unfortunate prospect of divorce should become a reality in your life, consider a collaborative divorce. As opposed to a traditional divorce, this is a lower-cost alternative based upon the principles of mutual respect, cooperation, transparency, and dignity. Most importantly, both spouses make a commitment to staying out of the courtroom. It is typically a win-win for both spouses and the kids. Please contact attorney David Kozlowski for more information he can tell you if the collaborative divorce is right for you. David has 24 years of experience and practices exclusively in family law. He's located at 3737 Woodland Avenue in West Des Moines, just north of Valley High School. Give him a call, 515-226-0150, and arrange a free initial consultation. Again, that's attorney David Kozlowski, 515-226-0150. Now accepting new patients, it's the professional dentist, Dr. Stephen Fuller at Fuller Family Dental. Get a hold of Fuller Family Dental now. Get that bright smile to return to your life at Fuller Family Dental, located in Des Moines in Altoona. Fuller Family Dental, Dr. Stephen Fuller at fullerfamilydental.net. Proud sponsor of all our high school coverage, state wrestling, boys and girls basketball. Fullerfamilydental.net. Flying 
playing a little bit solo here for the last half hour of the Hawkeye Huddle. You're on 1700 in the Cub out there in Northwest Iowa in 1490 the Jack. Mediacom 22822. Make sure we thank our sponsors of Asset Pros, Schottenkirk Chevrolet. Attorney David Kozlowski, who's been a big help to us uh, throughout the years. And, uh, of course, Templeton Ride, which we'll get to here shortly. We're uh, happy to have Tom Cakert on the line from HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, are you at Carver Hawkeye already? No answer from Tom Cakert of Hawkeye. No answer from Tom. I should have read my text you just sent me. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, a line's ringing. It may be him. All right. That sounds good. Hopefully we'll get Tom on the line. Uh, We'll get a preview of tonight's Iowa-Indiana basketball game. He's got a nice article out there uh, previewing the game. Uh, It's a big, big game for the Hawks tonight. Um, And I believe we do have Tom. So, Tom, are you on the line now? All right. As is typical when I'm solo, things never go the same. Tom, are you there? I am here. Awesome. Are you in Carver Hawkeye already? No, I had a uh, had a uh, seventh grade basketball game that uh, I had to go to as a dad. So that's where All I right, was. Awesome. It's always good to see your pictures getting ready to work uh, as you get to Carver Hawkeye from the press row. There, big game for the Hawks. If nothing else, I mean. There's not much hope, I don't believe, for postseason basketball, barring something spectacular that could happen in the last four games of the Big Ten tournament. But just in terms of the mindset of both the players, the team, and even the fan base here, of having something positive happen. And, you know, your article tonight, as it related to the preview of the game, mentions, you know, three-game losing streak, three-game win streak. Now we're on a three-game losing streak in this inconsistency. What are your thoughts on tonight's game as we head at Iowa versus Indiana 8 o'clock tonight? Well, one streak is going to come to an end because Indiana's riding in with a four-game skid and Iowa's riding with a, a three-game. So somebody's got to come out of Carver-Hawkeye with a win tonight, I would think. So um, I just, you know, the thing I'm, and I kind of touched on it last week and some stuff I wrote, that I, I just, kind of felt like maybe, and asked the guys about it too, and, and they kind of denied it, but I think proof is kind of in the pudding. I think a lot of these freshmen have just really hit the wall, especially their point guard, and I don't blame him at all because, you know, he's had to shoulder a bigger burden than I think maybe he expected, but I, I'm just a little concerned that this team has has hit the wall with the young guys, and and Pete's not healthy, and it just doesn't feel like this team's kind of going in the right direction right now. No, I would agree 100% with you, and, and it seems to me that the defensive pressure that's been put on Peter Jock, uh, particularly at Michigan State, uh, the last seconds of the Minnesota game where Iowa was trying desperately to get him the ball and never managed to really get uh, very good looks, uh, having Bohan and Chuck one up and Nicholas Bear shooting one from about 28, 28 feet out in that game. The trouble that he had at Michigan State with their handsy defense. And then even even on Saturday as the game was wearing down some missed, missed open looks and then some turnovers with the basketball. I, I would agree with you. And Brett and I were talking earlier. seems to me that that Fran has had a tendency to go towards that senior guy going back to Marble, White, Utah, and now Peter, and that, that leaves the rest of the team sort of standing around when it gets down to crunch time. Do you think that that is a pattern? That I mean, that's been my, that's my opinion anyway. Well, you, you when you're closing out games, you go to your horse. I mean, that's when, when you're going to need a closer, you're going to go to your best guy, and that's, you know, it, uh, over the years, Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant, you know, guys like that. You, that's the guy you want taking that last shot. And not that Peter Jock or Jared Utah or Dev Marble are, are either of those two guys, but for Iowa, they are. They're the best, the best player, the most effective scorer, and that's the guy you want to have the ball in those last seconds and take that big shot and win a game for you. But they have not 
executed well down the stretch. That's been a, a Fran issue. Um, you know, their record in these close games is, is not good. And um, they haven't won a lot of those type of games. So that's something I, I think maybe Fran has to look at in the offseason. I don't think he can really correct a whole lot during the season. But, you know, maybe it's something he studies a little bit and, and adjusts moving forward. Well, you know, that's a good point, you know, but but I also think back to Michael Jordan and guys like Steve Kerr and John Paxson and even Bobby yeah. Hansen hitting big shots, you know, in, in the NBA Finals games. But uh, your point's well taken. I mean, Peter is without question the guy that you want having the basketball. But it just seems to me that, as you said, the execution of the of the plays or whatever it is that they've been trying to run. And it seemed to me the other day that they were trying to get into sets and it was taking them eight, ten seconds to to get set up for whatever reason before they would even get those going, then leading to late in the shot clock sort of, you know, panic shots. And that's just not a great way to run your offense. You know, good news is Indiana doesn't get in your, in your shorts and play defense the way Illinois and Michigan State did. So I think we're going to see a lot more open court tonight. Yeah, I just, uh, I'll go back to this one I said earlier. I just don't think Pete is healthy. I just don't think he's moving the same way, especially offensively. Um, I, I just, you know, we, we the, the back stuff is well chronicled, well documented. Missed two games, uh, played through it, and did not look healthy in those games. And, yeah, he looks better than he did in those games before he shut it down for a week. But still just, he's just not moving the same way. Um, just seems like he's a little stiff and, um, you know, frankly, you know, as I told a friend of mine this the other day, I, the, they maybe played better in those two games without Pete and that's not anything diminishing on Pete because he's a terrific player, but it, it seems like everybody kind of looks to him instead of just running the offense and taking the shot sometimes. And, and in those two games without him, they just kind of, played freer in some sense of the word no i i completely agree with you on that and so indiana has had a huge propensity this year to turn the ball over i think i read in your article they've got like a hundred more turnovers than than they yeah. created so the other day i thought the iowa press was fairly effective it's an interesting press you know dr tom we had the full court the guy in the ball trapping all over the place, and then the big guy in the back. And this is more of a, I'm going to slow you down, try and take you out of your offense in that three-quarter thing, but when they get him across half court and they trap it, it's been very successful, I thought. Yeah, I think this uh, kind of like a 1-3-1 a one, one in a lot of ways when they, they put Bear or Pete up front, and um, they've been very effective creating turnovers, um in some games, the Illinois game, not as much for more of the game. I, I thought they gave up three or four really easy buckets, lay and dunks uh, off of that press, and I think Fran was pretty frustrated by that as well. Um, got, but that's you know one of the curls of it when you don't have somebody on the back end of that who uh, who can erase shots, and they just don't have a shot blocker this year, so it, it, it makes it uh, a little more difficult, but Indiana has turned it over a lot. They, they miss Yogi Ferrell, uh, who could just basically dribble through pressure. Uh, they don't have that with Newkirk um, or Robert Johnson or Blackman. They're, they're just not skilled at that level to, to be able to just dribble through it, weave through it like Yogi Ferrell has in the past. So that's their that's their big issue this year is, is turnovers and injuries, and that's put Tom Crean on the hot seat, which is kind of – interesting way to see things in this game it is in and i i was saying earlier i just i don't see how cream survives this season i mean you know barring a a trip to the ncaa tournament and maybe a win or two um you know his demeanor and everything and and it just it seems like the kids don't listen to him in the manner that you would think that they would you would want them to. I mean, is that? Do you get that sense when you watch Indiana play? Um, I think Crean wears guys out mentally. I think he's probably hard to play for. You know, he married a Harbaugh for a reason. 
and uh, I think he's kind of <laughs> wired the same way. Um, it, it is pretty remarkable, though, given what he took over there. Now, you can look at it a couple of ways. I think he's only had four winning seasons there, but he's in two of the last four years, he has won the Big Ten title. And, and if you would have had an Iowa coach in basketball that won outright titles in two of the last four years, they'd probably be naming streets around Carver Hawkeye for him, building statues. I mean, it's just, that's where I come back to is he's a year removed from winning an outright Big Ten title, and now they're going to potentially get rid of him. And it's, I think it's just some built-up frustration with kind of the uneven results. And let's face it, um, at Indiana, Big Ten titles, while they're nice, don't matter as much as the bigger banner, and Creams never made it out of the Sweet 16 at Indiana. Well, as far as I can recall, he hasn't done anything without a guy named Dwayne Wade on his team in that tournament. Yeah, he hasn't. I mean, he's just he's been out in, you know, you know, just at first weekend level, and then he's he's done. So it's you know, it, he's a good coach. He's been successful. There's nobody can take that away from him, but he hasn't um, had that level of success. And I think his personality kind of grates on people. The other thing is, there's been some really good players coming out of the state of Indiana, and frankly, Crean hasn't really nabbed very many of them. I mean, he missed out on Kyle Guy this year. He's at Virginia. He missed out on um, Chris Wilkes and the kid who's going to UCLA next year. Um, he's probably not in a good position to get some other kids uh, in state. And Indiana's a lot like Iowa. Those When you miss on the high-level in-state kids, it, it shows up. And Indiana's used to getting those kids and they have for many years, especially under Coach Knight. Yeah, there's no question about that. Bobby Knight had the borders pretty much locked down between he and Gene Cady. So so tonight you predict a, a close, high-scoring affair. Um, who's the biggest key, you think, in tonight's game? Um, you know, I always – a couple of things I would focus on. Can Cook stay out of foul trouble early on Bryant? Because you know they're going to go to Thomas Bryant. And he is a hard guard because he's just so big and and he's got a great frame on him and he's got those 7-3 wingspan. So he's just he's tough to tough to cover. And Cook's going to have to stay out of foul trouble, I think, and, and make him work on the other end because Bryant can get in foul trouble too. Um, I think keeping uh, Blackman from going off is always important. Indiana's at their best when James Blackman is making shots and if they can limit him uh, I think Iowa's got a, got a real good shot at winning the game. Well you have a safe trip over and safe trip back and uh, hopefully uh, you're correct and uh, the Hawks come out of tonight's game at 8 o'clock with a victory. Thanks. I appreciate all of your uh, support for the huddle. Okay. Thanks Dave. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Be good Tom. Tom Caker at Hawkeye Report has joined us every week I think for the basically the 12 years we've been on the on the radio here and uh i'm gonna bring trent condon in and he'll help me uh close out the last five minutes or so of this game trent do you just see a track meet kind of going tonight yeah a little bit um blackman's back and for indiana that's a guy that can score he can't do much else and you no, can't has, guard anybody. No, no, not at all. And it's been fun seeing Peter Jock the way that you know he has been able to facilitate a little bit more. Rebounding has improved a whole lot. You know, doing some other things. James Blackman will not do those things. He is a scorer, and that is about it. So up and down here. I do have one concern though, and maybe uh, sometimes our blinders get put on, but. Is there a possibility of another fade here after the performance we saw on Saturday, which was just ugly? If it happens here again tonight, I think we're going to be going down that same road next week talking about another February fade from a friend's team. Well, and, you know, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. I mean, outside the year where they they finished with seven or eight wins in a row but then went to the Big Ten tournament and lost in the first round. Mm Mm-hmm. Every it seems to me that every one of the teams that that has had reasonable expectations uh, and have shown sparks 
throughout the season of being a good basketball team that this has happened and in it's puzzling to to me i mean to me i think we've seen a for lack of a better word a more kinder softer fran uh, at least during games, there's not. It's not to say he doesn't get mad and his face doesn't turn bright red right. and, and those kinds of things. But it, it seems to me that he has been more kinder, more softer. And I think when you've got four freshmen this year that are the, uh, essentially the core of your team, you got a couple sophomores who have been big contributors. Who so you got six, seven young guys. Next year, you know you're going to bring in three new studs. So you're going to have nine, ten guys that are going to all be underclass, well, juniors or less. You can't beat on them like you can an Aaron White and those kinds of seniors and and expect them to be able to handle it for the entirety of a season. And I, I kind of sense that he has figured that out, but it hasn't proven to be the case. And you can say what you want, and I agree with Tom on this. There is a freshman wall when it gets to late February, middle late February, un- unless you are, you know, a one and dunner type type of a player. I there is a freshman wall. It happens, and it happens to a lot of freshmen throughout college basketball. And and you and I watch a lot of college basketball, and we see that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to push through and you know sometimes you'll start to see the guys kind of make a little bit of a comeback last week or two of the regular season big 10 tournament conference tournament you kind of see that pushback but right now i think that wall is there and well uh, we're getting ready for our templeton rye last call we already heard brett's i got a bad feeling about tonight i got oh uh, man i kind of do 77 too. hawkeyes 69 oh my gosh i don't think it's going to be that bad i in fact I've got a t- I've got a bad feeling as well, but I'm really hoping that the Hawks pull this one out. I'm going to go ahead and take the Hawks, 83 to 81, and we'll be doing cartwheels walking out of Carver Hawkeye Arena tonight. And then Saturday is going to be, good. It's going to be a head scratcher, and we hope we can keep that inside of 15 out there at Maryland. So anyway, Trent, thanks for helping me out here the last 10 minutes. Thanks to Tom Caker and of course Brett Ridge. I'm Dave Creighton Jr. We'll be seeing you down down the road next week on the Hawkeye Idol here on 1700 and Mediacom.